Hello and welcome back, guys, to another episode of Inside Out with Sahas and Ali, uh, where we talk about mental health, uh, our mindset limiting beliefs, and really pushing you to ask more whys. Uh, today, we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Tessa, and she's actually a social worker as well as a uh, licensed therapist. And she is currently taking on clients, and she's been working in the field for around 20 years, as well as she's working with police officers on the side and basically helping them for any mental health crisis that happens on the spot. So she has a lot of experience and she's coming out with some lot, some really cool tips, advice and value that you will find helpful. So please stick around and I'm pretty sure you're gonna enjoy this episode. So Tessa, thanks again for joining us. You know, this is something I wanted to do for a while because I've, I, I was talking to you last time and you were telling me about the stuff you've seen and the things you worked with. And you've definitely seen some, I would call it not crazy, but definitely out of the ordinary things that someone doesn't usually see. Yeah. How's that been? Interesting experiences, right? Interesting experiences. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you both for um, for inviting me to take a part of your podcast. I'm, I'm grateful for this experience. So thank you. Um, and uh, I love my job. You know, mm -hmm. I, I love everything that, that comes with it. So um, all the all, all the people I get to meet and uh, the lives I get to be a part of. So um, so although I, I you know I see some very interesting, sometimes very difficult situations, um, I'm I'm always mindful to be grateful for everything. Yeah. Exactly. And how how have things been with you so far during the last year with COVID? I'm pretty sure the mental health crisis has probably taken a toll on a lot of people since since the lockdown definitely yeah definitely the lockdown has um has uh you know with isolation and everything like that it, it's really increased um uh, people's ability to to cope right like you gotta think mm -hmm. with the lockdowns and quarantine a lot of coping skills have been have been a lot of coping mechanisms have been taken away the gym going shopping getting together with friends and family connection mm -hmm. all those things have been you know, raw from people. So, um, so yeah, definitely um, uh, things have increased in terms of mental health and people needing and seeking uh, additional support. Um, yeah. Yeah, Sauce and I were just talking about that. Like, I miss the gym a lot. That's something I, it's my stress reliever. So it's pretty sure Sahas would agree as well that we need that physical activity. Not just that, but the fact that, um, I know it's pretty bad in Toronto. Um, in our area, it's a little bit better in Waterloo, Kitchener, but not being able to meet your family, going out, and just being confined in one area, right? It definitely takes a toll on a lot of people. Definitely, and and not only not only just the isolation piece, but I think you know uh, uh, it's increased a lot of individuals' fear, right? Like I think um, COVID has really shown people that you know death is imminent <laughs> and, death yeah. happens. and so I think when it when it comes with you know COVID is related to death right and so individuals are scared to go out now right like it's just it's mm -hmm. increased a lot of uh fear which has caused a lot of anxiety and depression and things like that because a lot of people are are staying at home are are refusing to see family and 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 friends and you know I definitely recommend following government regulations and things like that but at the same time you also have to consider your own mental health and, and where you're at too right. exactly yeah and uh, just to ask you a little bit about your work that you do in the therapy could you give me a little more information about what exactly you do for the police department and the, as a therapist like in in your work yeah, so uh, for the police, I work on a team. Um, so I work for the police full time. Uh, well, it's uh, police and Canadian mental health services. Um, and I work on a team called the uh, impact team. Um, so essentially, when there's any mental health or uh, addiction uh, calls, um, we're often asked to go out and to offer um, assessments, support, and all those things to, um, to help kind of bridge the gap in services, right? Um, and then for my own um, private practice, mm -hmm. um, I'm a, a generalist practitioner, but a lot of my focus is in terms of um, uh, depression and anxiety. Uh, and I do a lot of family uh, systems therapy as well as a lot of child therapy as well. 
like uh, so i can only assume like in the past one year like the way that covid has hit and there is obviously a lot of mental health issues coming up so do you see the difference what it was before covid and now like have you been more busy with the stuff which is happening around yeah well so my work with the police started while covid was already here so i really don't have a basis in terms of um speaking to whether that's become busier since covid um but when it comes to um my counseling and just general trends i see in the community when it comes to mental health 100% without a question people yeah. are struggling and mental health is is on the rise um is and, and at a fast rate i i feel personally um my daughter in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you're uh, you're a busy mom then, like you know, especially <laughs> with work and being a parent, never yeah. easy. Um, what, leading up to that, what questions Sahas asked? Um, you know, depression, anxiety are some of the most common things humans suffer. Depression being the leading cause of death around the world, apparently, from what I did my research on, and as well as the most common thing people suffer with globally. Now, same thing with anxiety, and that's a whole different spectrum. So what are some thinking patterns that you've noticed when it comes to depression and anxiety in a patient? Let's say uh, for depression, it might be, I'm not good enough. For anxiety, it might be, um, so I'm in danger or something's gonna happen. What are some of the things you see when someone's suffering with those kind of issues? I would say, uh, I mean, there's a lot, right? Like there's a lot of unhelpful thinking styles, right? Um, so what you're talking about is more like when, when it's the, the worthiness piece and I'm not liked and all those, those are, the, those are more um, core values and things that come out and those things definitely come out with anxiety and depression. And, and those are a lot of things that I work on with my clients, right? And when it comes to the actual thinking process, there's a lot of, um, negative thinking that individuals partake in that that we all do but when it comes to depression and anxiety it's um it's uh, over exaggerated right so things like um our should-haves could-haves would-haves must-haves right like like that yeah. that sort of um thought process is is increased your black and white thinking like there's no middle ground it's either this or this and that's it um, catastrophizing. So a lot of people with depression or anxiety will blow things out of proportion, right? Like, um, or will jump to conclusions or, or things like that. Um, but often, oftentimes what comes along with those negative thinkings are also the negative core values and core beliefs, which are the things like, I'm unlikable, I'm unlovable, mm -hmm. I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, like, like that type of thinking that goes along with it. So oftentimes when people have those negative thought patterns, there's, there's often an underlying core belief that's there as well. Do you think like the people who uh, come out and ask for your help or uh, is like what kind of uh, demographic would you say that most people are aware that uh, they're going through depression? Because a lot of times what also happens is when somebody is going through a depression, they don't even realize that they're under depression. So do you also get that kind of uh, thing around uh, like mental state? Definitely, definitely a lot of individuals who say, I mean, not just depression, it's really any mental health, it's uh, schizophrenia, it's bipolar, it's borderline wow. personality, right? Like, you have to think, when you have your own thought process and your own perceptions on life, those are true to you. Yeah. Right? And so... Um, if you're depressed, that thought process and that feeling that feels true to you. And unless someone has said, hey, um, or unless you've gotten feedback, right, from outside of you that says, okay, maybe this isn't normal. That's then when you might go and ask for help and seek help, right? But yes, there's a lot of individuals in the community that have mental health uh, struggles that have either A, come up with, with positive coping mechanisms on their own, um, or, or they're just kind of getting through life and, 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 the, you know, and they're feeling isolated and, and aren't aware of what's impacting or affecting them. Uh, so my question is like something related to like, what do you think it's the mental health issues are arising in what kind of a demographic uh, equation? Like, is it like more females, more males? What age group? What do you think is the pattern that you're looking at right now? 
I think I think right now when it comes to COVID mm -hmm. and and everyone kind of facing the struggle, I think it's affecting everyone, right? Um, uh, definitely when it comes to uh, suicide rates and things like that, like like the um, uh, the instances of suicide actually being followed through on are are higher in males, middle age, white, mm -hmm. um, but. Uh, you know, so it, so if you look at each one separately, you'll definitely find trends in terms of, of demographically, like demographically, there'll, there'll be trends, but um, uh, but I, I don't personally know them. And in, in terms of right now, when it comes to COVID, uh, yeah. everyone is affected. Everyone is. A yeah. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's being affected yeah. by it. Yeah, and the scary part is that like you were talking about this earlier as well is that we don't know if you're depressed it's usually someone else who points it out you need to see a therapist and mm -hmm. i've noticed that and that's scary mm -hmm. like do you ever think there is a point where anyone listening would know i need to see someone whether it's a, whether it's depression anxiety is there like a threshold you think that mm -hmm once crossed you know you need to see someone yeah i i definitely think that um there are individuals on their own now again it's still from a source of feedback in terms of your life and how you're living and, and what's happening um but definitely i think on your own there 100 there, there are people that reach out that realize okay I, i'm not feeling like i used to feel what's happening mm -hmm. i'm not doing that uh, you know i'm not showering every day or i'm not um, reaching out to friends and family or friends and family have been complaining about me or I felt really sad over a long period of time. There's so many signs and symptoms that I think mm -hmm. individuals can pick up on their own that lead them to reaching out um, either to friends or family or to or to um, more professional services. Interesting. And yeah, it's one thing I've also noticed is that most of our, I mean, at least personally, most of our behaviors in the future, whether it's um, the way we react to certain things, our general, you know, mindset, core beliefs, is pretty much set from the, an early age and how we were raised up, our community, who influences us, you know, our social gatherings, family, whatnot. Um, when it comes to, let's say, let's say, you know, you've lived a life where you, growing up, you had a ton of limiting beliefs and you find that you know now you're let's say a 25 year old person woman male and you seem to struggle a lot and you can't really pinpoint why uh, i don't have the confidence i don't have i'm suffering from all these issues uh, i don't have the work ethic maybe mm -hmm. one how important is our early in childhood environment and two do you think there's a way we can break that wheel that pattern of thinking once you're like it feels like people say that oh this is just who i am this is how i was raised true but do you think there's a way you can break that growing up mm -hmm. so <laughs> i'm hoping my answer is, is gonna actually answer <laughs> what you're asking but so I've, um, I'm really interested in uh, inner child healing as a therapist um, because you're right, when, when we're born, our environment, the way that we're raised, um, where we're raised, who we're raised with, the experiences and things that, that we're exposed to and have shape our values, they shape our perceptions, they shape our core beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to the inner child healing, uh, when you, you know, if you look at as, as a child, we're born with a, with a blank slate, right? We haven't really developed our yeah. personality. There, there's certain, um, obviously biological things that, that go on for us and things like that. Right. But, but mm -hmm. in terms of our experiences, as we grow older and we start to experience certain things, things that we view as traumatizing as kids, it can be little things or it can be bigger things. Um, what we do is we create what's called sub-personalities. Mm -hmm. And um, as a way to cope, as a way to cope with these experiences and things that are going on and we're, we're being taught um, how to act a certain way or be a certain way in, a certain, in, a, a, in certain situations that we're faced with, right? Um, and then as we, as we grow older and we become adults, um, 
our conscious mind starts kicking in a bit more. And sometimes um, what can happen is our experiences um, as, a, as a child and these coping mechanisms mm -hmm. we develop <laughs> as a child, um, it, it, it comes in conflict with our conscious mind and how we want to be, right? Like, so they, they create a clash that then makes us feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so what we can do when, when we see that, when we feel or, or know that flash, it's, it's about exploring where that comes from, you know, looking at where do we yeah. want to be and what is our experience that's holding me back from this development and this growth, right? Interesting. And what, let's say if I come to you and I'm asking, hey, listen, these are my negative habits. Um, I think when I was growing up, my parents always told me money doesn't grow on trees. And I now have a poverty mindset. Yeah. Um, would you be able to tackle that, let's say, by, I know CBT is really helpful because mm -hmm. you're identifying your thoughts and you're changing your behaviors. Okay. Uh, and this could be used in any kind of mindset. What yeah. would you recommend someone uh, when it comes to, let's say, really pinpointing their core beliefs and start really uh, doing homework on it let's say or taking something home and really changing your mindset what kind of exercises would you provide to someone um so i mean there's different exercises that you can do i think i think for one is you need to explore where those things come from right like actually explore them and pinpoint them and then you mm -hmm. need to look at okay where are they coming out in my life where are they coming out in my adult life right and then um and then from there you can look at okay strategies that that people can use right mm -hmm. yeah um so uh you know if 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 say i think you brought up the example of, of negative um thinking patterns and wanting to think more positively right one right. thing that's that's a, a benefit and and is so underplayed is literally affirmations every morning <laughs> say say one okay. positive one positive sentence to yourself, right? What that does is it, it releases our happy hormones in our head and, and um, sends, you know, it increases blood flow, oxygen, all this lovely physical stuff that goes along with it. And when you get great physical benefits out of doing something, um, it, it, it's, it creates um, more incentive to keep doing it, right? Um, so yeah, definitely affirmations are some, something so little and small that you can do something like I am strong, I am powerful, I am perfect. <laughs> like, it doesn't, doesn't need to be anything fancy, right? Affirmations, um, journaling, journaling is something that is so important. Um, I mean, take five minutes to sit down, do, do a voice note even to yourself, something you know, I know a lot of people say in terms of time, sometimes it's hard to sit down and, and write all your thoughts, but then do a voice note. There's so much technology out there now. But the reason why journaling is so important, especially when you want to change your behavior, is because our, our, our minds are, they're fickle things. They like to trick us, <laughs> right? We, it, our minds can change our own memories on us. It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. uh, our minds are so fascinating. So, um, so when you write things down and you write down your experiences as you're feeling it in the moment, it's easier for you to reflect upon that and reflect upon um, how, you know, if, if you're looking at it a month down the line and, 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 and you look at a journal and you're like, oh, okay, I've made these changes and you, you can see it in your journaling and how you're writing. You will see that you were writing in more negative past tenses and if you've created the changes, you'll look at your journaling or, or your voice notes or whatever, and you'll notice that you're using more positive words and forward thinking and things like that, right? So journaling, definitely important. Um, another thing I always, uh, I always like to, um, for my clients is doing things like vision boards and stuff like that. Oh, I was about to say that, like, I think that's a really <laughs> yeah. important thing. Yeah. yeah, vision boards are great, right? Because again, it gets you thinking about yeah. what do I want my life to look like? What's exciting? What gives me fire, passion? What like, what makes me happy? What are, you know, mm -hmm. what do I want in my life? And then, you know, putting it in a place though, consciously where you're looking at it daily. So, so you're constantly taking in that input of these are all the lovely things and, and wonderful things that I want in my life, right? To keep you thinking positively and looking forward to, to those certain things. Um, 
so yeah, vision boards. Uh, another activity I like is is actually writing out things as if you already have it too, right? So it's a type of manifesting. Manifesting is a big word oh, yeah. now, right? <laughs> like like if somebody's saying that I like if you want, let's say if Ali wants uh, ten rental properties, then he could say I have ten rental properties exactly. in twenty twenty one. So like, yeah, so something like that, right? And I do the same way. I also do the same way. It's a very good mm -hmm. habit because in my mind, I'm already thinking in a way that it has already happened or I, if I'll say it, I want, that means it's already in the future. Yes, right? It means you don't have it, it means you're lacking, yes, <laughs> right? Absolutely. But if you say, I, I have it, I, yes. I have it already. I'm already abundant. I'm already great, right? Like absolutely. it's already here. That's, <laughs> yeah. interesting. That's the way that even I write my goals that way too, because I want to make it like what you said about manifestation. I want to feel that I already have that instead of just, you know, wanting and having a desire to achieve them in the future. That's yeah. just a dream otherwise. Right? Yes, exactly. And well, dreams are lovely. Yes. You want to encourage positive thinking is, is, is that you're in abundance already, right? So, so that's why I, I love that. And I think that's great that you do that already. <laughs> Yeah. And another thing I, I think you uh, said very rightly about journaling and uh, I, my wife and I, we recently got into the habit of doing uh, writing grateful journaling, like writing, you know, mm -hmm. what are you grateful for every, every day when you wake up and uh, it's somewhere, you know, you know, it, it's like what you said, like, it doesn't have to be big things. It just has, ha could be anything that you are, you know, grateful for. Like today it was a sunlight. I'm grateful. It was, there, there was a bright day. Yeah, right. and I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be alive. Absolutely, I'm breathing. I woke up alive. <laughs> I'm so grateful I've woken up this morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, one question I wanted to ask you, like in terms of since we're talking about, because a lot of people, I believe, like, uh, you know, they, uh, you know, finding their why is a little difficult sometimes, you know, like what that's challenge. Like even if you are thinking about, what goals do you want to achieve? What direction that you want to go? It gets a little difficult because they don't have really understood what their core values are. Mm -hmm. So do you, do you really believe that that is possible for someone to first, you know, uh, like how can they experience or how can they even know their, uh, like their core values in that case? I think, honestly, I think everyone has a sense of what their core values are it, mm -hmm. it, it, because it's evident in your behavior. It's, it's evident mm -hmm. in what you do. It's evident in what your life looks like, right? right. I think sometimes the difficulty is, is of course identifying it and exploring yes. it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I, I think internally, everyone really knows. Uh, and sometimes you just need you just need that little push for someone to help you. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I, I personally think someone can know their why and still struggle with their core values, mm -hmm. right? And, 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 and still have struggles in, in, in terms of core values, but still know their why they want to change and, and yeah. or, or why they want to push forward or things like that, right? right? right. Yeah. Because it is, it could be, your why could be very external also, right? And when it is external, then it is supposed to change until it is not, uh, you know, internally satisfying. And sometimes, you know, a lot of people say that the reason why I'm doing it is because I need more money or I need to buy that house. And that is an external why. But when you go to the extreme levels of understanding what your why is, like what is the, not the surface level, but under the surface level to understand like, why do you want money? Okay, I need money for, you know, so that my family could be comfortable. Why do you want your family to be comfortable? Because maybe somewhere he or she has something in their minds that I've experienced adversity when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So understanding the core, under, like, you know, what is the vibe beyond the surface? I think uh, that helps you to at least go to some, you know, like not you're touching on the surface level, but you are actually going deeper in understanding what your why could be. Yeah. And honestly, like, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought up a lot of uh, things in terms of um, material, material mm -hmm. wants and needs. And I think that that is such an issue in our society right now. Um, you know, it, that's further exasperate social media and, and, and all these platforms that we use. Yeah. 
these platforms are, it can be great for certain things like this podcast and getting information right. and things like that out but it there's also a greater greater evil behind it all too right and and i think i think that sometimes leads to a lot of depression and anxiety and mental health concerns as well um is when you're using those external forces and and it's further being proven by all these images and messages and things like that that you're getting yeah. and you're not looking internally what do i want why do i want this does this feed me does this bring me joy those sorts right. of things right and people think well it will bring me joy because look at all these images of happy people yeah. with all this okay. money Right. Little do they know, you know, the, those people have the money to take the pictures and that's how they're generating more, but behind closed doors, they're crying and, and, yeah, and suffering, right? Like so social media, exactly. Like social media, is, I've never seen anyone that, you know, who's saying that today I'm having a really bad day and I'm really depressed. I'm really yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have seen those things. Like I've seen the woman on there crying and, you know, like, oh, wow. and, and talking about those. Like, but I mean, least, you know, see, this is so good. Like, you know what? I, I really feel that uh, women are so expressive and they, when they have to be like women who are empowered, who feel that, you know, they, they have to share it. They have to get it out of their chest. And it's so brave of them to do that. Men, men don't do that. Men is, uh, yeah yeah men and emotions i it's mean like you know boys don't cry like it's yeah. all very screwed up on the and honestly like uh, that issue uh, you know is is everywhere with men like amongst all cultures all races oh, men do, do not share their e emotions you you are to be the strong one you are the yes. provider <laughs> you you know, um, definitely mental, you know, and I think that's why, you know, earlier I mentioned men are more likely to follow through when it comes to, to suicide, because men are told mm -hmm. you don't talk about these things. No. You keep them to yourself. And, and in terms of men seeking counseling and supports like that, it's, it's such a higher stigma for men to talk about their feelings, but we are all humans. <laughs> we are all experiencing this life we all have feelings regardless of race, age, gender, all that stuff, right? Um, so it, it's unfortunate that, you know, I, I think worldwide across the board, men are, men are often um, suppressed when it comes to um, expressing their feelings and emotions and things like that, yeah. Absolutely, like I, I remember when I was, so uh, when I was also growing up, I, I had that kind of an experience too like in terms of and so there was a point in my life and I was undergoing depression and that was maybe during when I was in uh, adolescence age like somewhere in between those times and uh, like so like my parents also didn't know any better because you know everybody is uh, you know you don't talk about mental health you don't talk about people are going to think about it it's you know are you they're going to judge you. They're going to judge, judge you. you. So instead of taking me to a psychiatrist or somebody that I can talk to, they took me to a doctor who is a neurophysician or something who was actually, you know, just injecting me some with some kind of a, you know, uh, medication or anything. But not, but what I really needed was to have somebody to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. And having that understanding was such a tough thing for my. Uh, like, you know, even like for anyone, like it's very difficult for somebody to even understand that we are all humans at the ground level. And like, even internally, we are all, and we just need to make that connection. We need to ask, like, how are you doing today? Just asking these simple questions, yeah, like really asking them. It, well, and uh, exactly, really asking. Really them. That's, asking. that's yeah. the issue. Is we're so used to asking, "How are you?" But all oh, we yeah. want to hear is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? We don't. Yeah. We don't. If someone actually goes into explanation, some you know, oftentimes the person who asks the question is like, "Oh man, <laughs> this person's actually getting into their feels." And and you know what is funny? Like if even if you like when you're texting someone or somebody texts text you and they say, "Hey, how are you?" And by the way, did you do this? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And they just, yeah. just like, you know, just blew it off. Exactly. And you, and the thing is, we're all guilty of it, right? Like, but you know what, like I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to uh, inherit that kind of an exercise. So what I did, I had to ask somebody like, 
I had a work with, uh, I had to ask about some work with, from somebody and I just wrote, how have you been? But I didn't get a reply till morning because I had, but after that I had to ask like, did you do that? So, so I didn't do it, but first I patiently waited for her to respond and, you know, because yeah. it's, it's because we are very impatient because you know what, we just want things like that. Everything's so quick now, right? Like everything down to down to ordering food now. We can do it yeah. at the, the click of our thumbs, and and it'll uh, be here, like paid and everything, and it and it'll yeah. show up to our door. Like like we don't we don't have to really try for things anymore, mm -hmm. right? Like everything's so accessible. And then what happens with that is then you know we pack our lives with then all these things that then fill that extra time and space that we have from doing these, these little tasks that, that they would have taken up space, but now we've made them so convenient that now we have all this time. What do we yeah. do with it? <laughs> right? It's, it's time then, to go primitive right now. Yeah, yeah. and then we, over, we overwhelm ourselves and all those things that come with it. But, but uh, definitely getting back to um, the, the connection piece that you men mentioned, it's, it's, I think everyone, I think everyone at the end of the day needs and wants and craves connection. And I think that that's the motivating factor behind a lot of things when it comes to our experiences, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, kind of expanding on that last point, uh, not just connections, but when it comes to actually seeking help, a lot of people have trouble seeking help, especially in certain communities, it's looked down upon, like you said, and that's true. You know, we're not, uh, men aren't told to seek help, men are told to keep it in. What would you tell someone, how do you seek help when society has been putting so much pressure on you that if you speak out, you're weak, apparently. Mm -hmm. Like how, or even if your family isn't that supportive or don't doesn't want to talk, um and you're just scared that you know if you say something someone's going to judge you or you don't have the resources how do you in that situation go from i can do this to okay i need someone to help me out well i, th I think i think podcasts like this talking about these things right and and, mm -hmm. and and getting those because you know someone that maybe wouldn't have reached out and, and would have felt that that it's a weakness People need to, to know and, and hear, and we need to scream it at the top of our lungs that vulnerability is strength. Talking about things and, 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 and bearing um, the things that we don't want to bear and, and being fully exposed is, is the biggest strength. I think that's bigger than hiding things, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think so. I think education and 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 like having these sorts of things, I think, would help someone in their life to reach out. Um, I think you also just need to be in a place of change yourself, right? Because you know we've all experienced. I feel we've all experienced times in our lives where we've done something that's kind of gone against the norm, right? And it's because yeah. well, internally we've we felt that pull and that need to do that. Um, so, you know, my hope would be for individuals that are struggling with reaching out and speaking um, that at some point they get to that, that point on their own in their stage of change where, you know, they do reach out. Um, and hopefully when they do reach out, it's received well, <laughs> I think is the, exactly. the other point that goes along with it too, right? Exactly. No, I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I also wanted to kind of ask you, this is some one thing I was talking to you about on the phone. Um, this is regarding one of those um, moments this podcast is all about is asking more why is and unleashing the genius within you. And a genius could be so many things, right? So we believe that um, everybody is born a genius, but not everyone knows it. They have genius abilities and a genius ability is it could be anything. It could be different things, multiple. Um, not everyone's an Albert Einstein. Not everyone's a Michelangelo. What? Um, you know, <laughs> but they're their own genius in a way. Yeah. So what are your thoughts when we say everyone is a genius in a way? And following up to that, do you think you're a genius in what you do? <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, my inner core belief wants me to say absolutely not. No, <laughs> I'm not a genius. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, but I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, I like that explanation that everyone does have their own genius. And I would 100% agree with that, that everyone does have their own genius and has their own special skill. And hopefully in this lifetime, they have the opportunity to tap into that and to show it to the world. Now, not, ev not everyone gets the opportunity to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that's where mental health kicks in. But uh, I, I enjoy that perspective. I think that's a really great perspective. And, and I would agree that I think everyone, um, I think everyone does have their own genius and their own special gifts to share with the world. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And everything starts with belief. Like if you mm -hmm. believe that you are genius, there you go. Then, then you are right, and it shows up, and it shows up in different ways. Being like, you know, you mentioned Albert Einstein and things like that. I think, you know, I think that's we're looking at genius in a traditional form. Then, when you look at that, right? Um, right. Yes. And and, 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 and it's that you have to be smart. You have to be, you know, very educated. Yeah, uh, you have to have your doctorate, and you have to you have to be able to think yeah. differently. And, and scholar or something like that. Scholar and be recognized. You have to be yes. recognized for yeah. it too, right? So not only do you need to be genius, but you need other people to buy into your genius. Like to, to be honest, like whatever we are doing right now, the podcast, yeah. like anyone can do it. So like we are not. It's not like we we really needed some kind of a scholarship, some kind of institutional certification to actually do this. Yeah. You yeah. just need to switch on the computer and sign up and just, you know. And it. Yeah, and be able to talk. <laughs> be able to talk, that's it. Be able to talk and that's yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So so I think when, yeah, when you when you name those people, it's it's society has given the the you know a, a meaning to that. But but I, I I think that we are all genius, we are all special, we are all part of the universe, we all all yeah. are connected. Right. And I right. think I think that's what makes us all genius, too. But within that, mm -hmm. we all have our own special skills and sets in terms of what we bring to the connection of everyone as well. So, yeah, I, I, right. love, that. I love that you guys have that thought. That's great. And I think the tough part here is what is the definition of genius anyways? Like it's so hard to explain. Is it intelligence? Is it ability to create? Is it yeah. leadership? What is a genius? What would you think? Thing all those things i think it's i think it's whatever you can create to to shine right like mm -hmm. I, I think i think genius is, can be whatever it is that you bring to this world right like um and maybe that's where i'm struggling to to define it because you know we already have this this area where we define it and it's like and if i define it then i'm, I'm adding another limitation to what genius is right exactly so exactly i love that yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I think I think genius is whatever you want it to be. In. Whatever you, I love that. <laughs> it starts with just believe and what you yeah. want to believe in. That's it. Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. and, and then and then it is it is it. It is what it is. <laughs> it is it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this that's, is, that's this. a yeah. It's a brilliant definition. I love that. Yeah. 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 And and I really like the way that you know you uh, really talk about uh, core values and uh, all of that stuff. Could you share your core values? What do you really believe in, in terms of core values? <laughs> I'm really interested in that. Personally, my core values? Oh, um, I'm going to talk about my positive core values. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> okay. you know, because there's both, right? We, we, we all have both positive and, and negative core yeah. values, right? So the negative core values are things that we want to work on and improve. And, 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 you know, they develop from those experiences as a young child and then, and then our, our positive core values. So, um, oh, my core values, I, I believe in, I believe in the beauty of the world, essentially, <laughs> like it's a really big one, but there's just, there's so much to be grateful and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and happy about in this world. And I think, I think if, if you have the um, ability to really take in the positives and, and just the way everything works and it's connected and like, I, I think everyone um, would really benefit from, um, 
Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Hold on. <laughs> no worries. Sorry. <laughs> but you start it again. Yeah. No, like, like whatever you're saying, I think it totally makes sense. Also, because it shows. Yeah. It shows yeah. on your face, like the kind of smile that you have, the kind of the way sure. that you're speaking about it. Thank it shows you. that oh, you thanks. believe in what you're saying, and that is enough. And that what values are like. I can see it already. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. So. Yeah. I just. I believe in the beauty of the world. I. Be, I believe in in um humans. I. I believe that we can do better than what oh, we're yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. This is one of my core values too. I believe in that. I believe in having that human connection together. Oh. We can do some great things. Yes. It's just we are lacking some kind of a fellowship. Let's let's team up. Let's do something together. We are yes. extraordinary beings. Like. Who else exactly. you know apart from human beings who can talk like this? Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. And it's like we we all have we all have our differences, and that's where the beauty really lies is in our differences and the things that we can learn and develop and do if we just learn to exist, exist <laughs> together. together, exist See, together. <laughs> absolutely, like you could like one, uh, you know. Uh, a person could be thinking like oh that person is different from me and for me it's like oh wow you know that person is yeah. different how cool is that yeah right yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly but it's like we're we're it's um we're raised in this almost like competitive state yes. right where it's like we we um we we all have insecurities and i think if we all could just recognize that we all have insecurities we're all afraid to show our true yeah. selves we're all like even think of me like two seconds ago I was like well I'm not gonna show share my negative ones I'm gonna share my positive ones right like it's hard to be vulnerable and one. we're taught that we we are in an environment where where we are constantly competing and striving for things that are not necessarily things that we want to strive for, it's right? It's just in our heads, right? Like we are just making things like really, really big in our heads. And some, and to be honest, like people don't even care about those things until it's just most of the things are in your head when you're thinking about it. Exactly, exactly. And so, and, and then what it, it just further exasperates like comparing and then when someone's yes. different, well, we're going to use that as feedback to show why we're better and, yeah. and they're them and they're different. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it, that just continues to perpetuate and it creates um, very unhealthy systems, right? Like, like right. even all our systems that currently exist yeah. now are very unhealthy systems. I agree. All of them need to be changed. Absolutely. They need to come from a place of, of, um, embracing the differences and, uh, and, and em- embracing each other, embracing connectivity, embracing those things. And unfortunately we use these, these words in higher systems, mm-hmm. but they don't actually come down that way. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. so it tricks us to think, okay, <laughs> this is, they're trying to make us connected and things like, but it's not really happening. Right. But I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to follow up. That's that's it's very useful. I also want to follow up on that because you didn't mention about um, negative core beliefs. Everyone has their own uh, limiting beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. And it's something that holds them back from doing something, and they're not even aware of it until it's pinpointed out by someone else, which I find fascinating. Um, One, what do you? Well, I would ask, like, do you think negative uh, limiting beliefs are something that are ingrained into us when we're growing up? in our own society or who we're with and two do you have your own negative beliefs or limiting beliefs you think that have held you back and uh if so how did you come or become aware of it Mm -hmm. Ali you're trying to have me expose myself now (laughs) 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 no so definitely I think that I think negative core beliefs again when we go back to that inner child healing I believe that they're developed through the experiences that we have, right? Um, And Mm -hmm. if there's anything sort of traumatizing, oftentimes our brains will take that in as negative feedback about ourselves, right? So if we were raised in a home where, um, where say our our parents suffer from alcoholism or um, Mm -hmm. 
or, or any sort of drug abuse or things like that. And, and thus the child was, was neglected in those cases, right? Like wasn't given that emotional security. Then you, you would often take that in as I'm an unlovable person, right? Because mm-hmm. we're taught and raised that the people that should love you the most are who? Your parents. Your parents. And if yeah. your parents yeah. don't love you the most, then it must be something wrong, with, wrong you, with you, right? Yeah. And that's not the case. So, so definitely, I think um, growing up and, and those sorts of experience create those, those negative uh, core beliefs. Um, and then for myself, um, I would say one that, I've, <laughs> one that I'll share is, uh, is you know, um, the thought of worthiness. Okay. Am I worthy to do this? And, and I think I have allowed that. I, I think I know I have allowed that to hold me back in certain times, even in terms of um, opening my own practice. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in my head, I thought, well, there's people that are much, much better yeah. at, at doing at doing what they do. Why would someone want to speak to me? Why would someone want to talk to me about it? I have my own struggles and issues, right? right? But then at the end of the day, you know, um, and luckily I have an amazing support system. I have amazing friends that are really encouraging. And again, that's why I really believe in, in connection because it's those connections that help you challenge and push past these negative core beliefs that you have. And it can be connections with anyone. It can be family or it can be strangers. It can, it can be... It can be friends, it, can, it literally can be anyone, right? Um, but, um, but definitely in, in my uh, core belief of worthiness, you know, there's all these therapists out there that are wonderful and amazing at what they do. So why would I bring any value? But then at the end of the day, when you sit back and you go, okay, but, you know, I will be for someone, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, will bring, um, I will bring value and knowledge to someone and the universe will bring that into me right and right. and honestly the the moment i opened my practice the first five clients i had were ex- they aligned exactly with what my experience was and i knew i was like okay this is this is confirmation affirmation that that i'm doing what i need to be doing in this moment right that's beautiful yeah so let me let me put it put it to Ali now because he put it at you at the spot. What are your limiting beliefs, Ali? <laughs> Good point. Well, no, I, I kind of share the sentiment with you. It's a, the the feeling of worthiness is such a I find core component in so many people that and I'm not just speaking about myself, but I know a lot of people that share this as well is that am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? to um, be in this relationship or do a podcast or get a new job or start a company because I'm someone can do it better than me clearly right and I find that even though when you do good and the evidence is there in front of you you ignore it because your core belief is already tricking you into think that oh that's just a one-time thing oh, that's a fluke don't worry about it oh that was a nice day you're not still not going to be good enough I find that to be one thing that's so common and one one way of basically started combating that is actually uh journaling my wins writing down my wins and saying okay so that was my win for day that was my win for day two that was my win for day three even if it's small things like you know going to the gym doing groceries eating healthy small things add up i've noticed and i find that that really helps you with your core beliefs because you can do anything you want if your core beliefs already like poisoned it's going to spill over like one analogy i love using is like um if you're pouring tea in a cup and at one point you're going to stop pouring but if you're over pouring it's going to spill over and get in other areas of your life right it's going to mess up your your table get on your clothes so you got to stop pouring at a certain level to make sure it's not you know going to mess things up so 100% I share that sentiment, that, that level of worthiness. How, how do I prove it to myself or others, right? And the big yeah. issue is even though when you do, you're not going to accept it. Yeah, but you know what's great, and, and this goes back to the journaling thing, is that you're writing down. So what that's doing is that's providing you with evidence 
that's mm -hmm. contrary to what your core belief is. And that's so important when it comes to trying to change the core belief is to provide yourself with evidence because what, again, our brains wanna do is if we have this core belief, our brains exasperate that negative core belief. It holds on to the experiences in our life that prove that core belief. Oh, yeah. So when you can write down things that prove the opposite yeah. and, and prove what mm -hmm. you wanna change, it, it does wonder, so that's great. Yeah. Okay, I think I, I think I think it's your partner's turn to share <laughs> his, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I think since everybody's being vulnerable, and we should be vulnerable because it's not just about you know positives in life, and we all go through challenges as well at the same time. I mean, yin and yang, right? Like it's not always you know gloomy. It, it, there are gloomy days as well. So like for me, what I would say is like limiting beliefs. There have been many limiting beliefs in my life. Mm -hmm. Like everybody goes through some kind of shit in their lives, right? And like, but I've seen that, you know, I've evolved over the period of time what my limiting beliefs were three years or 10 years down the line. They're not the same anymore. Right now, like how I think it's more like for me, it's not like limiting beliefs. Like how do I fight the resistance? is major uh, the thing that I'm working towards. Like there could be resistance around anything. Like just for an example, if I have to do this podcast, should I do this or not? Mm -hmm. right? yeah. This is a resistance, like a primitive brain inside of you. Do you really want this? Just keep it, keep yourself yeah. relaxed. Why do you want to, you know, put yourself out there in the world? Yeah. Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to expose yourself in front of the world? It will be very, very, you know, uh, difficult. Like you'll be put at spot. Like, and the way that I want to fight it, not actually fight with it, but you know, dance with it. I'm not saying, you know what? I acknowledge you. I know you are there, but I'm still anyway going to do it. And that's and that's perfect. And that's exactly it, right? That that's it, it's acknowledging that. Hey, I see you. I see you. <laughs> you're I there. Know you're I see you. Th thank you for coming up and reminding me that I need to continue challenging myself. Like that's what it yeah. is. And oftentimes, I tell like I, I share this with my clients um, when they're wanting to make a change. So so you got to think of our brain and the way it works. You know, when we're growing up, it's our thought pro process is like patterns within our our, our heads, right? So if, so if you think of if you know, as a, a metaphor to put it into um, maybe a better understanding, is if you go to a forest and you want to go on a trail walk, right? And there's already a beaten down trail. That's what you've learned growing up, right? So that's that's all your negative, positive, all your core beliefs and things are, are on that on that trail, that pathway in your brain mm -hmm. that you easily follow down because you've already created it. So when you're looking at creating a new thought process or you're wanting to change a core belief or core value, you're going to the forest that has no trail, no beaten path. You're going to a full-on bush with, and you're having to whack down the, the trees and rocks and, mm -hmm. and, and boulders and things that are in your way, right? right? And so what happens when we're creating those changes is you know sometimes we're up for the task to go down that new path and to, and to keep beating it down, but oftentimes when we're creating creating the changes, sometimes it feels a little easier to go down the path that we know and we're used to. So so our brains will go back to that, right? But then it's to remember and to hold on that you know the more I can walk this path the more it's going to become like that original path, the more that it's going to be like the, the nice beaten down path that I'm going to walk down. And then that other path is going to grow in and, and we're not going to go down it anymore. Right. Interesting. Maybe that's why good habits are so hard to make or create. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Unexplored areas. They are there. That's it, exactly it. You put it in, way, in much simpler terms than what I just did. Well, it's a really but, good analogy. I love that. They are. They are unexplored areas. Yeah. Yeah. Just like even walking, like I would say, like just, you know, uh, crossing the road. I mean, a part of your brain would say, you know, you'll get killed by the bus, which is crossing by. But you anyway do it because you say that, okay, I get you, but I still have to go that way. So yeah. it's like doing, you have to go to that path, no matter a part of you would say, just be careful, you know, you might die. So yeah. like, that's always trying to protect you, thinking it's protecting you, but yeah. somewhere it is holding you back from exactly. things. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's exactly what anxiety is, right? Anxiety is fear. 
Yes. Anxiety is our body going, oh, wait, woo, what's this situation? <laughs> How are we going to deal with this, right? So then you have exactly. to put in those, those protective measures for yourself to, to, to feel comfortable to move forward, to keep going, right? Yeah. yeah. No, this is yeah. awesome. Ali, do you want to ask the last question? It's been so yeah. wonderful. Yes, Tess, again, thanks again for coming on. Um, you, yeah. We usually have a cornerstone question that we send our guests a goodbye farewell with. And that's something we started asking because we personally feel very uh, close to this question. So imagine you're 99 years old and everything you've worked for just disappeared. It's all gone. And just imagine you're in that state right now. All your work's, all your life's work. Now, if you could go back and talk to your grandkids, what three pieces of advice would you give them? Knowing that where you're coming from at that age, losing everything and you live the life you wanted at that point. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I would think Take your time. This is yeah. a tough one. <laughs> I might have to. Yeah. I mean, I saw it in your email, but I could I, it's one that I couldn't think of right away. Um I think I would, as a piece of advice, is acknowledge the importance of connection and the importance of being um, present with the people you love, uh, putting aside um, the materialistic things and the things that, um, and I think the things that are traditionally taught to us to want and to value and to actually explore, explore what, what truly brings you happiness and joy, right? And to ignore and let everything else fly, <laughs> right? Um, I think I would just, and I do with my children actually, is, is I really nail home that connection piece to me. And, and I think that that's what we've really lost as a society is we, uh, a lot of people are others and everything that comes up. I mean, if you look at COVID and you look at the mask, we have people that are going along and wearing the mask and then we have the anti-maskers and we're, we, we use it to divide and separate. Yeah. And I, I think for me, the thing that I just want to nail home with my children and with anyone that I come in contact with is just the importance of being connected with each other and embracing the differences that are around us, right? I, I think that that right. is probably one of the most important pieces. And then do what brings you joy and happiness and forget and ignore all the rest. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for, for having me uh, talk on here. And I think I was talking to Ali earlier, you know, when we were talking about limiting core beliefs and things like that, like I was like, oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I should come on here again. Why would people want to hear me talk? <laughs> so, so I'm happy that I pushed through and, and joined and it was lovely talking to both of you. Same here, same here. And uh... Before we bid you farewell, where can people find you? Online? Are you on social media? How can yes. Yeah, so online. Um, so I'm on Psychology Today. So Tessa Gracie, um, you can look that up. I'm in the Waterloo region. But um, one of the benefits for my practice with COVID is that all my stuff is online. So really, it doesn't even matter if you're in the region or not. Um, counseling is available to you. Um, if you wish to seek me as, as a therapist. And then um, on Instagram, um, I'm um, grow underscore with underscore Tessa. Um, but I'm not on, I don't use it that much, <laughs> but you can, you, can still, you can still contact me that way. <laughs> no, but this is brilliant because, you know, see, you have such a positivity around you, the way that you speak, the way that the kind of... Uh, humbleness and the way of like you say human connection I think this is one of your core values right it is. the way that you bring it on the table I think this is what is also needed on the social media front side as well mm -hmm. even if you're not you don't want to do it for yourself I, I believe you should do it for people because we need that people around need this positivity what you hold 
Yes, yeah, I, I, I believe that people do need a lot more positivity for sure. I just, yes, thank you. I'm gonna say thank you. <laughs> All right. It was really lovely talking to you, uh, Tessa, and uh, a lot of good stuff we discovered. And thank you so much for being vulnerable for, about your, uh, you know, limiting beliefs as well, because, you know, we are not just like, we are not just going to talk about like, it's all great and, you know, brilliant life is great. Yeah, there are good times and the bad times too. We all struggle through the same shit every day, but it's just that how do you look, look at those things to actually, you know, uh, you know, make yourself get through those things and make a better life and not just for yourself but also for people who are really really struggling so when i look at life yeah you know it's like when i compare my life and when i think that i'm having problems then i look at like there are really really people who are suffering from things which are like really physical problems which people are suffering from and is my problem really that of a challenge then i say no it's like i'm just making a heck out of it so thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and experience it's it was lovely to have you tonight yeah well thank you guys so much it was lovely being a part of this i'm very grateful to have interacted with both of you this has been great <laughs> awesome